0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's another episode of Should I Play That with Chris and Rod, and it's episode 28. What's going on, you guys? Rod, how you doing, man?
1: I'm exhausted from all these games, but thankful at the same time. Listen, and it hasn't even started yet. It hasn't even started. (laughs) That realization continues to just creep up on me so heavily but i'm excited man it's it's a good time to be playing games you know weather's getting cooler you know it's a good excuse to you know maybe stay in a little bit longer you know than normal so mm-hmm. yeah it's, yep. it's a good time. An excuse yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh shifty eyes. Yes. So, yeah man, it's 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 awesome though. I'm excited about to dissect some of the news we've got going on today.
0: Yes. So, in this episode we have a lot of news. But before we jump into what we're going to talk about in this episode, we have a special guest in the building today. Yes, we, we have a good friend of mine, CJ. What's going on?
2: I'm just uh exhausted from the busy weekend, but everything's going well.
0: Nice, nice. And um CJ, you uh you had the yeah the um chance to you know have fun at PAX West. How was that?
2: Yeah, I've definitely got the post con blues. Uh, I live in the Pacific Northwest, so PAX was not that long of a drive, and it was awesome. It was totally cool. I was in my nice. element.
0: Sweet. So, um, that's going to be the topic of this episode. Um. But before that, we got a ton of news because the Nintendo Direct dropped uh, actually the day of this recording, um, and then some other miscellaneous news. But then uh, we also, I guess, could start our kickoff in in this like, I guess the the 2019 gaming season, like I guess it's officially begun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll go ahead and I guess give our first impressions or my first impression and slight review on, uh, some games. But, uh, if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, uh, go ahead and, you know, like us on all social media platforms, uh, rate, on itunes and you know join the family it's cool it's a cool little group we have going on but um what we like doing at the beginning of every episode is we like talking about what we've been playing over the last week so uh starting this off cj with you being a guest yo cj what you've been playing
2: well uh first uh dusted off the psvr and um yeah, I've been letting my roommates try it out for the first time, so I've been running through, like, just a bit everything. Skyrim VR, Arizona Sunshine, Farpoint, um, haven't had a chance to get into Werewolves Within, so that's, that's been going on, uh, one of my roommates, he, he comes and knocks on my door at night, he's like, hey, can I play some I'm like, bro, come on in. Um, but what I've been sinking most of my time is Classic WoW.
1: Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: And, um... I don't know if any of you guys uh, played an MMO, but the queue times are insane. Uh, everybody, everybody's trying to play this game is waiting in line.
1: So this is so that's an indicator of a healthy community. Then, if the queue times are just like crazy right now, um, so were you a WoW player before this? Like, yeah, yeah, first... I, I've okay.
2: been, I've been a WoW player since Classic. Although I oh, was, okay. I was like. Su- I'm super young i wasn't doing like super end game content um but yeah it's all familiar ground for me
1: okay so what was your so being a, a pretty much an og for for this game what, what was your reaction when this first was was announced did it feel like blizzard was kind of um just kind of grabbing at cast just say, like trying to you know sell you nostalgia or did you think that this was like a really good opportunity to kind of go back to relive some of those old memories that you had
2: both. They're definitely just selling people nostalgia, without a doubt. And that's fine. Um, I admit, I was like one of the haters where I was saying, look, I played back in classic. I know how hardcore the game was. It was brutal. It was inconvenient. It was hard. Um, people do not know what they want. Once they play it, they're going to realize it was hard as heck and they're going to go back to the regular retail version. Mm-hmm. Could not have been more wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like amazing. And like, like the MMO genre has always been like built around like community and like playing with other people and like the social aspect and like we as a community have never realized how much that's been lost until we went back and played the old school now you're like constantly mm. grouping up with people you're constantly like you know help me with this quest and like it's it's what you're doing is like super insignificant but it's it's also really hard and really fun at the same time um so, i'll probably I, I don't see myself like playing regular retail I'll just stick with classic for, <laughs> for
1: really yeah it's like that good yeah. So what, what exactly um, could you say that the main differences are between Classic and what's out now?
2: So, um, like, with these current expansions, especially the newest one, Battle for Azeroth, it, it, it's super easy and complex. It's, it's easy to catch up. It's easy to hop in. It's easy to get geared. And they have all these, like, complex systems that help you do it. Classic is simple, but it's hard. It's mm. it's like you yeah, you 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 join a party, you down bosses, you get a chance for some gear, you know, repeat it. It's but it's just brutal um mm. in a good way.
0: Now, let me ask, is it hard because of like let's say like mechanics during boss fights or is it hard because of um you know, like the quality of life changes aren't there?
2: The quality of, it's it, the quality of life uh, changes aren't there. It's um it, the game doesn't make any sense like uh like, leather gear will drop, but it'll have, like, strength on it. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I can see why, like, they made all these changes um, over the years. Because it, it's, like, more streamlined, and it makes more sense. But um, there's there's no mechanics. It's, like, all the bosses are, like, tank and spank uh, for the most part. Um, it's, th- like, there's no complexity to it. It's just hard. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's brutal in... Um, unforgiving ways like if if you're like a cloth wearer and you're questing like you're gonna get hit and you're gonna die but then that forces you like yo let me go find a warrior who's got you know a sword and a shield let him take all the damage whereas like in wow now like any class can just breathe through the questing experience
1: mm. Mm. so there were a ton of i know you you just mentioned battle for azeroth that's a recent expansion right for the new yeah. version so about last august Okay, so for Classic, is does that include, is that literally the base game, like, nothing after, like, uh, what's the Burning <laughs> Crusade and all that other stuff? Like, it doesn't have any of that in it, or?
2: Yeah, it's, it's patch 1.1, 1. 1, so it's not how the game launched. It's, like, how the game launched, and then they fixed all the initial bugs. It's somewhere in there, but yeah, there's no expansion. Okay. Burning Crusade has not happened yet. Um, there's only, like, two raids out right now. So we're going to, like, there's not even Battlegrounds, because when it, this patch came out, Blizzard hadn't made Battlegrounds yet. So hmm. we're like we're waiting for like the next patch to drop, so we get battlegrounds. I find this,
1: I, I find this fascinating. Like, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but just like literally from an academic sense, like I'm, I'm thinking of it in in this way where it's like you know people like it, it's a regressed version of the game, but I but I yet I've heard people really. You know, and yourself included, like they're really into this idea of you know, kind of taking it back to the basics. And I feel like that seems like the the appeal to me. Like that's actually making me kind of want to try it because when I think about wow, now as it is today, there's all these expansions to go through and all these you know mechanics and classes and a lot of things have happened in the you know thirty years, 40, 50 years this game has been out. Um, <laughs> 40, 40, 40. So um, you know, I, it is kind of appealing to me. To maybe check classic out.
2: Yeah, I mean, now's the time to do it. And they're kind of like they're kind of streamlining them together to where, like, if you play like the original classic and you level all the way up, they're going to give you Battle for Azeroth for free, um, and they're going to give you a free uh, one ten character to play in regular retail. Actually, that that is like unconfirmed, confirmed um, leaks as of today. Mm-hmm. That they mm-hmm. that they found out they're going to do that, but yeah, like now like the time to jump in. I just it, it, it is it is like this confounding thing, and I think there's just like a charm about classic that mm-hmm. you kind of move away to as you like, you know, make the game more convenient and streamlined. And it's too easy now. It's better. It's better with classic, right?
1: Yeah, I think about um, I think about something like Destiny, and it's like I would never want to go back to Destiny One. Oh <laughs>
2: hell no, <laughs> God,
1: <laughs> yeah. So th-
2: um, like one one thing that like it seems like the the community is kind of like in agreement with is you know when you play an MMO now you kind of want to get to end game really fast you right. know so you can do the raids and stuff But now like classic like like just leveling up is literally half the experience so like if, there's definitely like this stop and smell the roses thing about it um, mm. that everybody's like hooked on so yeah that's what I've been playing
1: nice and and um I do want to ask one more question. Do you have, especially, you know, considering you're an OG, you have to have this. Like, do you have like, just the a really interesting story from your days of WoW? It could be funny, sad, maddening, anything. I just love hearing MMO stories.
2: Dude, I let's see. I've got tons of stories, but one of like the coolest things that ever happened to me is um, I lived in Washington State, uh, met this guy. He lived in Georgia, and then like, hmm. 10 years later, I ended up moving to Georgia, still playing WoW, hit him up, and we would go to concerts and stuff. So it's like, and he wow. became like one of my buddies. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome.
1: That's one of the coolest things about WoW, and really MMOs in general, is just the community that it fosters. Um, you yeah, you really can form like, true, real, tangible bonds with people that I feel like you can't really get in any, any other game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So, um, I guess that's that's the last thing that you played, right?
2: That yeah, that's all I've been playing, and okay. all the hours I've synced into it is is uh, it's the same amount of hours waiting in queue.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> uh, say something about that when you brought it up, but like I feel like that's that them like that happening, like I feel like was sort of expected because you know when you think of MMOs, think of MMOs launching. You always think of like the server queues, so like it was pretty fitting that people were getting fifty-hour wait times.
2: Yeah, but dude, I've been I've been playing this game for like fifteen years, and this has never been like this. <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking like twelve, like like uh, twelve thousand people ahead of me, which is about four to five hour like queue times. And I've heard other servers even worse than that. It's insane.
0: Jeez. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool. Um, if I guess if if you. You know, I've been thinking about getting Wild WoW Classic. You know, it is. It's 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 pretty good. Absolutely. All right. So, Rod, what you been up to, man? What you been playing?
1: Oh man, I finally polished off uh, Yakuza Kiwami too, so that felt good. Nice. Uh, okay. Was at that for a few weeks, and you know, I I spent the last few days um, at the top of this week trying to basically like do all the sub stories and uh, finish up the last like mission, side mission, the games really do a good job of telling you, like, you know, you've reached the point of no return. Um, So, you know, did that stuff. I've talked a lot about this game, so I'm not going to really go too in-depth, but um, I never mentioned the clan creator mode, which is really bizarre. It's like this tower defense game that was introduced in Yakuza 6, and with Kiwami 2, they actually uh, brought it back, and it is bizarre, but in that weird Yakuza way, it just works, and it fits in the game. Um, But yeah, I spent like two hours, maybe three, doing that, and uh, and finished that game up. So I'm I'm excited to hop into Yakuza Three, honestly. And so did, um,
0: so did you pick up the digital collection,
1: like the? Not, uh, not yet. I have not b- picked it up yet because I want to finish the next game I'm about to talk about first. Um, and the next thing, after I finished Kiwami 2, I sat down, took a long look, <laughs> a very long look at the release list and said, how do I want to segment my time? Um, so I'm definitely going to get after Yakuza 3. But first, I want to finish Control. Oh, okay. And Control is a game that I picked up, uh, I think, the day after it came out. And uh, it's Remedy's newest action-adventure um, you know the, the studio that's given us Max Payne one and two. They gave us uh, Quantum Break. Um, they're very, they're all their games have atmosphere in spades. That's just that's what that's what they do best. Control is no slouch in that department. It it gives you pretty much um, all of the 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 tenets of what you would expect from a Remedy title in it. It gives you the kind of mysterious protagonist, the internal uh, uh, monologue. Like, you get uh, characters who are very off-kilter constantly. Um, It is a really, really bizarre game. But I love it. And I will say there's a couple things I I definitely need to say. And one of which is that this might be one of the most interesting console games i played this year um and and one of the most compelling just strictly off atmosphere and and um narrative and visual style like if i don't know how we're doing our end of year yet but if there's a best style i thought i knew what might win but man i don't know like this game the way that let let me okay let, let, let me back up a second let me explain the actual premise of this game. So, the idea is that you're playing this main character, uh Jessie, she uh arrives at the game opens literally uh in front of this huge building. It's dark. I think it's new it's, it tells you it's in New York. And you know, she walks into this building, you see the signs in the front. It says the Federal Bureau of Control. So you find out it's like this government building that you kind of walk through. And she tells you she well, she tells herself she's speaking to what appears to be herself, um, and says that she's looking for her brother. Uh and you're going through this what is essentially a labyrinth um of this of a building, and everyone is gone except like this janitor, and his janitor's kind of telling you he's speaking very cryptically about like the entire situation and you go to uh, the director's office and you see that he's dead and someone blew his brains out or maybe he did it himself. Um, and he has a service weapon next to him and you pick it up and it actually, you get like a vision of an upside down black pyramid kind of talking to you in a very garbled voice. It's very creepy, but, um, but you under, you only understand what it says because there are subtitles there, um, kind of telling you what it is, and it's telling you that it's called the board, and you, the gun has chosen you to be the new director, um, and that's what it is. So the weapon that you actually have doesn't have traditional bullets in it. Um, it actually is on a recharge, so you never have to find ammo or anything like that. If you as soon as you expend like maybe say twenty rounds or so, uh, you have to wait for a recharge. Um, and there are different variants of it. So the grip is like your standard pistol. The shatter is like a shotgun type of um, mechanic, so you have like six shells in that. You get like a mini rocket launcher at one point, um, and it's all like in the form of this pistol that seamlessly changes as you actually swap weapons, weapon types, which is really neat. Um, it's got the standard remedy quality um, <laughs> uh, hip fire Which they do so well, especially in Max Payne. It's so is it is it weighty like Max Payne? Fairly, fairly, I would say it's not. I I wouldn't say it's as. It's not like a Max Payne three. I know that's not technically a (laughs) Remedy game, but um, but it's it's not that. But it is weighty enough. There, it doesn't feel like there's no impact to your shots. You feel um, the difference in impact. So, but but not only do you get the service weapon. Eventually, you start gaining powers. Like uh, I, I'm not sure if it's telekinetic powers, but there's there's some sort of like um, psychic stuff going on there. Uh, psychic abilities that you sort of gain over the course of the game. Uh, one of which is you gain the ability. I think the first thing you do is gain the ability to um, to grab objects and hurl them at enemies. Um, eventually, you get. Uh, defensive maneuvers i, I don't want to spoil like many of the powers but um you do they vary the 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 amount of things that you can actually do um and the thing that makes this game so good is that i'm not a type of person who enjoys collectibles and i don't or at least in the sense of i'm not really i I usually don't care to like read all of the flavor text like in these These collectibles that developers lay out in their world, I think a lot of times they're, like, pretty cool. And you can find, like, little, um, you know, nooks and crannies that might have, like, jokes in them or something. But typically I'm not really interested in that. I have read almost every single collectible that I've gotten. And there's, like, at least two, three hundred collectibles in this game. Um, And they're all, like, pieces of paper or, like, in the form of, like, government... um, government uh i guess font and like handwriting and like they're they're written like memos like actual memos um and a lot of them are blanked out because since it's the government they're going to classify a lot of things so you can't so it makes it like extra creepy when you can't read like everything that it's saying so it's like on blank blank uh you know several kids witnessed blank you know due to blank like i don't know so you have to kind of like fill in the the whatever is going on with your own imagination and that's what i love that this game does this game does not give you everything um this game really pulls back on a lot of the like it's not scary to me control is not a scary game but it is heavily tense because you never really know what is coming around the corner next uh, you never know you know what else is going to go you know bump you know whenever whenever it actually does if it does at all um the the visually it reminds me of inception the way that christopher nolan uh, the director of inception kind of has a way that he visualizes fantasy and it's not overt you know craziness or anything it's like a very constrained very grounded level of um of, of something that's warped you know with buildings kind of like kind of falling into themselves or, or folding into themselves and and um, you know, maybe there's a little something off-kilter about the room. Maybe the room kind of spirals in a way that is mildly unsettling. Um, so it's like
0: uh, Doctor Strange, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, it is kind of like Doctor Strange and there are puzzles that are actually integrated into the world that very much remind me of uh, Doctor Strange. That's a, that's a great comparison. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a game I'm very into right now. I mean, I've. It's every time I put it down, I always I think about it all day when I'm not playing it, and I want to go back and and play it. Um, now, the the game does not run great. <laughs> the game actually runs quite bad. I would say that this might be a. I, I would say an easily a, a game of the year contender. Like without question for me if the performance wasn't so bad, but I just think it's unacceptable that it runs like it does. Uh, So when it... And it doesn't run like that all the time. What happens is there are a lot of um, explosions that can occur at the same time. Um, The physics engine is very advanced. I want to say it's the Northlight engine, which, I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's Remedy's in-house engine. I don't think that's sourced from anywhere. Uh, But it is insane what they do... With the lighting and the physics, everything has a shadow. There's a room with a bunch of post-it notes, and it—they all have shadows. Like they're wow. tiny, they, they're tiny little post-it notes that that all have their own individual shadow, and stuff like that is what really catches my attention as well. Um, so basically, when the game, when you're doing a lot of things, you're lifting items, you're shielding yourself, you're um, you're zipping around like really quickly. Uh, there's a lot of things that are that that's happening here and the it, it's taxing on the consoles this is the first i can say without reservation this is the first truly next gen game that's come out on these consoles i've so far i haven't played a game that i went oh man like you know this is next gen i think the only game i sort of kind of got that feeling with uh was red dead 2 but red dead 2 also ran it ran pretty good it ran great yeah I had No problems with how that game ran at all, but this feels like they're doing too much for what these consoles can handle. Um, And if you watch the Digital Foundry video, that was really awesome. They really go into detail about the the technical feats that Remedy was able to accomplish here. So, yeah, I'm other than the performance, I'm super impressed. Like, I can't wait to finish this game. I think I'm about, I'm a little over halfway. Uh, through at this point, it's not long. It's somewhere between ten to fifteen hours, um, but which is perfect, perfect length for me. Um,
0: so who'd you who'd you uh, recommend this game to?
1: I mean, if you like, if you like David Lynch, if you like Inception, Doctor Strange, if you like those kind of, if you like psychological thrillers, I mean, I wouldn't. I hesitate to say a thriller because I mean, it is a bit of a slow burn. I I think the first hour or two, you have to really get settled into the world. And I wouldn't expect this. I I wouldn't say go into this expecting to be scared. Um, I heard people saying that kind of around the release time. And I don't know if I agree with that. It's not a scary game in the slightest. It's something that builds upon the tension that it brings. And that's something that, I personally appreciate but someone else might not someone else might be too impatient for the game uh, which is fair that's a that's fair but you know i think if you let the game kind of wash over you in a way and just mm-hmm. it, like i think that you could have a really really good time for it uh, with it um but yeah i i think anyone looking for a good mystery um anyone who enjoys like I said earlier, flavor text in their games. Pick this game up. There is so much to see and do. There are so many memos to read. There are these, um, as it's remedy. They have FMV videos that are FMVs where, that are great, and they they have and they're done really well. Not corny, not cheesy at all. It's not um, the blind man or the the what's it called um, <laughs> the. Uh, uh, the quiet man the quiet man yeah it's not the quiet man level um it's it's really quite good i mean we've had fmv and other remedy games like quantum break it's like that but what but, but, but way better way better so and, and they they're very good too because they vary in topic so a lot of them are are starring like the head scientist at the facility um and he's explaining all these things to you like what the astral plane is and what the board is and and objects of power and things like that like he's explaining all these esoteric concepts to you and but doing it in a way that's that's really good and eventually you get like certain videos where like the his his assistants in the background are kind of like uh what are we doing here like there's just little quirks in all of their uh videos that I really appreciate and there's a puppet show called the threshold kids which is literally a puppet show dedicated to explaining uh, explaining a lot of these paranormal um concepts to children um because that's what the government wanted to do i'm not sure if that actually got out but you can watch it and it's very unsettling some of them so yeah it's it's great man it's i'll probably talk more about it uh to wrap it up next week when i finish it likely but i'm i'm really excited about this game man like It's it's really good.
0: Sounds good. It sounds like just like you said. It sounds like a game that if you're if if you want to like dive into a world and like play a game that builds the world up, has a lot of world building, that's suspenseful. Like I think you said you said it really well. Where if you're impatient, then you're not going to like the game because I've read and like watch videos of people's impressions and like that's those are the two extremes that i see i see people that love it and they love it because of the narrative they love it because of like the suspense the world building but then it's the opposite end where people are they sort of went into it like it's like a summer blockbuster shooter And and they're trying to they're trying to run through the game when it sounds like the game is really built for you to sort of take your time. when you walk into a room, you're not shooting everything in the room, but you're more or less like observing what's going on in a room. And you're trying to take everything in. And then if you see something, you shoot it. But right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's more or less that type of game.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And and that's not to say that there isn't action. There are, there's action, there's enemies, you know, there are bosses, mini bosses, whatever, like they, they exist in the game. Um, but I would definitely also say if you check this game out, do the side missions. This game does not delineate between like what is a main mission and what is a side mission, like too much. There are some side missions that are I've heard this on I've heard other people talk about this. Um, but and it's true, it's absolutely true. Definitely make sure that you are doing them because there are very, very important things that happen in the side missions. Not only do are there powers tied to the side missions which some people have completed the game without getting all the powers which I don't even I, I don't even know how but it happened um <laughs> but but um what I will also say is that some of the most creepy shit is actually in the side missions so if you do want to get creeped out like definitely check them out there's one I do want to give a slight preview over one my, my favorite side mission so far but it's um your running past a bunch of rooms with these objects in them. And the idea is that these objects have like some sort of like paranormal activity that's going on with them. You just don't know what it is quite. Um, so there's one where you pass a guy who's staring in front of a refrigerator and he calls your name. He's like, he's like, director, director. Oh my God. Like somebody help me. Like my shift guy was supposed to come here and, and like he's not back. And you go up to him. And you're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I can't leave. Or this refrigerator is going to do something to me. He's like, I, and I've been staring at this for twenty four hours now. My guy, my my replacement never came, and you're like, okay. And so you go in, you try to help him, and as you kind of go, there's a there's a a halfway door, and so as you kind of go through the halfway door, the door's locked, and he's like. Oh god, something's happening to me. Something's happening with the refrigerator and then he gets cut off and then you don't hear anything. You get in and the door unlocks. You go in and all you see is like a huge blood splatter and the refrigerator's still mm. there and the chair is like tipped over. <laughs> so then
0: you And that's and that's when you close the door and you turn around. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> So I don't want to say what happens next, but it was the it was definitely a moment where I was like, "Oh, this is the kind of game I'm playing." Okay. See, um, I feel like my problem Playing
0: games like that is yeah. that I I analyze things as if like I'm in that situation. Yeah. So like like even not even like this part that you just talked about, but like earlier, like at the very beginning in the game, when you were saying uh, the main character walked into the room, and so like the captain was dead, there was a gun, and it was blood splatter. Yeah, I would have turned around. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have like inspected the body. I yeah. wouldn't have picked up the gun because that's yeah. how you get that's how your finger, fingerprints get put on it right? Yeah. Well, no, and, no, it, no, not me, no. no. That's it, when you turn around and you're like, yo, hey, I tried brother, I can't find, <laughs> so I'm gonna leave Leave this to the professionals.
1: It's funny because the game kind of addresses that in a way. Um, the main character herself actually sort of talks about that briefly, which I thought was, was really a nice touch. Um, but this is definitely a game where I, I kind of do want you to play this relatively soon because I I would like to have a deeper conversation on this where i can kind of we could spoil it because there there's so much about this game i'm excited to talk about um i can't wait till you check it out i hope you have plans to check it out
0: my right, last question yes. and um is this game like how how is like the mission layout is it linear like what how is everything set up as like how is it thrown at you?
1: So this is kind of what I like about the game. Um and I'm really glad you asked this because I, I didn't get to touch on this. But the the missions themselves are I would say fairly varied. I mean you there is a lot of running around going here and touching this, but the way that you actually go around the, the area is very, is quite interesting because not only are all right so you get you get the mission and you get a general area and you do have a map but there are no waypoints it this is a the entire building the, the concept is it's the house itself the building is called the oldest house um and it's just like a shape-shifting building you actually can't even find it if you're not looking for it that's the definition that was given to me um and so it's there it's I mentioned earlier that it's like a labyrinth, and I mean that. Like, there are an infinite number of rooms in this place. It's like an entire world in itself. So as you're given these missions and you're traveling to and from, you never get a waypoint. You never get a line like in Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead or any other open world game um, where it says, this is is where you got to go, this is how you get there. You don't have that. What you have are actually, you just get the general section of okay you need to go to the um the hypnosis lab okay you see where that is on your map you see the title hypnosis lab or maybe you only see question marks cuz you haven't been there yet but y- there's no line so you might have to go through two or three other um sections of the map to get there and you have to you have to actually follow signs that are genuinely in the game as if they're like street signs almost it's like what you would see like in any other building, like say a hospital or something like that, where they say, hey, here's the x-ray room, here's the ER, here's whatever, Um, there's signs that you can actually follow. Like, how often do we get something like that in any game where the game does not hold your hand and say, let's go here this way? You can absolutely wander as much as you want. Um, So, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, the mission variety to me, I I think half of it is just getting to your destination, which is just as fun because you're always going uh, running across these super huge empty places. And that's part of what makes the game creepy, too, is that a large part of it is empty. There's no one there. So you're always running across like people floating in the air. Um, That's also fucking weird. But like it's it's. It's a lot of, like, here, run here, touch this, like I said, but I think getting there is a lot of the fun. Um, so I don't think it's boring. I, I don't think that it offers dull objectives. Um, it, it's constantly doing something fascinating, and if, and eventually you do run across side missions, like, seemingly organically, um, that lead you into even more interesting areas.
0: Hmm. So are the
2: side missions... Um... Like just as much of an enjoyable experience as progressing through the story or as, as opposed to like, you know, just like mundane just things to check off on a list.
1: One hundred percent like they are yeah. they're awesome. Like I, I I was worried at first that they might not be cool. Um, But yeah, I, so far, the side content is just as compelling as the main stuff. I'm making sure that I complete all the side stuff um, before I even tackle more of the main story. So, yeah, that's also a really good point
0: awesome nice. yeah
1: that's that's control love it
0: yeah I, I i don't know with like i said at the beginning of the episode we're 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 at that season of the year where games are just coming out and you know i also have games in my backlog and <laughs> i i i really want to get to this game but like i feel like that's that's probably going to be like a couple months from now
1: yeah yeah i mean it i I think it was like 38 bucks or something like a few days after it released so it seems like it's going down pretty quickly um, the the sales are apparently very good on it that's what some of the the sales leakers had to say about the sales on it so that's great um, I love that and there's, it's gonna get some expansions too so if you do pick it up down the road I mean you, you'll have extra content to check out afterwards
0: oh, okay that sounds good
1: but yeah highly highly recommended but um Chris that's what me and CJ have been playing what have you been playing
0: Oh shit! <laughs> I'm excited. All right, so um, I've been playing Astral Chain. It dropped, I think, last Friday, mm-hmm. and this is the game that like I needed. Like I, I, I've you know the past couple of weeks I've been playing Yakuza. Uh, I guess I'm like in the mood for like beat 'em up slash mm-hmm. like action games. Action. Game, so yeah. I, I feel like this was like the perfect thing to sort of like go into after playing yakuza and it's a breath of fresh air uh like it's something where like it's it's on my like game of the year list already
1: wow wow okay
0: yeah so um just to set up everything for you guys astral chain it's a um it's a a platinum game so if you don't know what that means that means it's a like (laughs) over the top off the wall action game very Japanese, very anime like. So um any of that sounds good to you, you're gonna love this game. Um a couple of things that's cool about it, like uh the designer of Nier, Automata. uh this is actually his first like uh um like debut as a director in a game mm-hmm. or as a for a game. And like this game has so much style that it like it's 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 dripping. Mm -hmm. In style, I mean, it's platinum,
1: right? So it's got to.
0: Yeah. So, um, like starting off the game, um, I thought that the whole concept of controlling two characters was gonna like, I, I like I going into it, I thought I wasn't gonna get it. I thought it wasn't gonna click. I thought I was literally gonna like button mash throughout the whole thing. But after like the first chapter, and sort of like going into the second chapter. Once the combat really clicked on, like, once it clicked for me, that was it. Like, at that point, like, I was, like, you know, figuring out how to do combos, and I don't know, I just, I fell in love with the gameplay of this game. So, Uh,
1: are you not, so you're controlling two characters the entire time?
0: Yes, so you're, so Uh. you're playing as, um you're playing as a set of uh, one of like one, one person uh, he's like, this is a set of twins. And um, what I like about this game is like, even from the jump, when you are creating your character, like Mm -hmm. there's so much customization. Like it's, if you want your character to look default, you could do that. If you want your character to look super anime, you could do that. Um, Skin color, change it. Hairstyle, change it. The color of like the clothes, you could change it. So, uh, you know, the protagonist, you know, you can really customize how they look. The only thing I don't like about that, though, is that, or at least the protagonist in this game, is that it's a silent protagonist. And come on, guys, it's 2019. <laughs> like it's as 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 literally like the the worst thing about this game is that the the protagonist is silent. So a lot of the dialogue, like it's is done in like text bubbles. So oh, okay. is that it's sort of that thing where like you know how like in Zelda. Uh, you know, links and mute, but, like, he gets asked questions, and people are having full conversations with him. Right, right. Sort right. of like that. But, yeah, so you're playing as um uh, one of the twins, and you get to control uh pretty much a uh, being called a legion. And, like, these legions, you're... It's, it's, it's sort of messed up, but you're, like, they're these creatures that you sort of imprison, and, like, you're... You're pretty much controlling it. Like you're, like you and the Legion are pretty much synced. Mm. So you could control what it does and everything.
1: Wait. Wait. Okay. All right. I might have to get a little heavy in a second. So, okay. all right. So you're a cop, right? Oh, shit.
0: Goddamn. So
1: <laughs> you're a cop who's controlling or enslaving these creatures. <laughs> Am, I mean, my understanding the premise like is that like in the post-apocalyptic
0: world. Let me just set that up. All right, this is, <laughs> these, are, these are the same creatures that are ravaging the world right now. So they, oh, are they, they, they? develop. <laughs> yeah, so they. God damn, I'm making it sound worse. So they they develop <laughs> yeah. some sort of technology where like there's a task force, uh-huh. and this task force like they they're able to you know control these creatures. And at the very beginning of the game is something where like. They can control them, but not like that. they it's like the the creature's literally on the chain, but you know after like the like first second chapter, uh your main character like pretty much develops like the ability to like perfectly sync with the uh, with the Legion.
1: Hmm. okay
0: well i mean mine i mean besides that like they um the game is sort of built where you get multiple legions, so each legion has a different uh, combat style. Uh-huh. Uh, you can sort of use those styles in and out of battle differently. So uh, each legion will play differently in battle, and then when you're outside of battle, it'll have some sort of effect that you can use in the open world.
1: So are, is the are, okay? So are the styles for each legion like pretty deep, or are you constantly like? Could you, could I just mainline like one if I really found one that I liked, or? Or it does the game encourage you to continually it, swap.
0: Yeah, so it encourages you to swap and like you could swap on the fly on like just a button press. Um I think I I leaned in towards the first Legion that you got. Okay. Because some of the combos are just like later down in the skill tree, some of the combos are just like just A1, really nice. But um like it just falls down to like your playstyle. Like each Legion has like a different playstyle. So if you're the type of person where you like to lean back and like use ranged attacks, like you're um you could use a legion that he's pretty much like he uh he's called like the arrow legion and he'll you know shoot arrows and everything. Um and then like the main character, he has something called an ex baton, where it's like a that's like his normal attacks are like baton hits, but then it could transform into a gun or you could transform it into like a um like a claymore. Or like a great sword,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can do all of this on the fly. So like while you're in battle, you can, um, if certain enemies are like in the air, like you're not gonna want to use a great sword. You'll want to use your gun so you can you know get range so it.
1: So like mid combo, can you like, can that work? Like mid, can you swap mid? Um, I'm thinking like something like uh, like a Devil May Cry when I'm thinking about this. Or can mm. you not?
0: All right, so it, it like in Devil May Cry when you swapped weapons, it would drop the combo. um
1: oh, in this game, okay. And in,
0: in, in this game is it's not really set up that way, where like there's a penalty for dropping a combo. So like let's say that you're you're doing a combo with like your baton, but then you want to swap to your uh, greatsword. You could you could just hit the down on the D pad. It'll okay. swap to the greatsword, and then you could you know start another uh combo string. Okay. Huh. Okay. But yeah i mean the the you know game mechanics of like controlling the two characters um like they find a really good way of you know while you're doing your attacks uh you have like the others you know your other side of your controller and um like if your character flashes blue you get hit uh, uh z l and you'll do hmm. like a combo attack with your legion hmm. so the game like really encourages you to you know, do these sync attacks? Do these you know combo attacks with your legion?
1: Okay, so the the combat sounds like it it is it's fairly deep then, which I mean I mean is I guess shouldn't be a huge surprise um, from these guys, but I mean that's nice to hear. So was that what was is making this game of the year status for you or? I, it's just the whole overall package. Um okay. So it's just firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah, and like just I mean, like at the beginning of the game, sort of like it's, it, it, it sort of sucks you in because it's just so you know dramatic, not dramatic, but like if you played a platinum game, you right. sort of know where I'm like sort of leaning into where. Right. Yeah, like it's just it's just over the top.
1: I was just about to say it's it's. I, would, I was going to ask actually, like how are the set pieces in this thing? Like, are we talking like Bayonetta insanity? Like, what what are we talking here?
0: Yeah, like it's it's really futuristic. It's really you know, it's like a cyberpunk type of aesthetic, cyberpunk oh, okay. slash like Enter the World type of thing.
1: So they utilize like, the cyberpunkness, pretty exactly. Well.
0: Yeah, um, so you have um... with like the mission layouts, you have. uh... You know, you could start a mission, be sent out either straight into a mission or into, like, a hub world. And then when you're in that hub world, you're sort of, like, you know, tasked with either doing, like, side missions where, you you know, you could do the side missions. Or you could sort of, like, veer off and just go do the main mission. But, um, like, I, I found it that, like, you know doing all the submissions like you're getting, you know, current seeds, level up your your legions, you're getting, you know, extra items. So I found it where, you know, before doing a mission, I was sort of like walk around and try and figure out, you know, what submissions are, you know, in the area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's I wouldn't say it's like to the level where yakuza's submissions were cuz that, mm-hmm. you know, those were like really special, but uh, all of these submissions, like they have some sort of like you know the, it, 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 it's like I don't know, like it's it's sort of like an anime where like these characters, like they a lot of them are unimportant, but like they have character. If you if you sort yeah. of get that, yeah, I can't. Yeah.
2: Since it is platinum and like you, you know we're used to that, just like blitzing pace, just over the top action. How does it like compare gameplay wise to like Bayonetta or Metal Gear Rising? Or near whatever um for any of the other titles,
0: so what I like the pacing in the game, I'd say that like I thought you know in between missions like you know going to the station and um, like just doing miscellaneous things, I thought that was gonna sort of like break up the uh the combat flow, but like I've learned to like you know fall in love with a lot of these characters, um like there's always something to do, so like it's it's. And it's still like the, the entertaining side of like, you know, you might have to do a mission where um, one of the characters is, uh, let's say, for example, Marie, she, um, she's like the office secretary slash like mascot for the building. So she'll put on a suit called Lappy and like you're going around the police station, like doing things for people to help them out. So it's like it's really comical, but then you know its it's sort of like it's like you know what you do in your downtime that type of thing Very
1: is nice. is the police station like the hub world or something that's
0: one of the hub worlds
1: okay so is it it's so it's not like an open world or anything it's like uh like a a mission based structure as far as how the game is
0: yeah so like there's there's um it's like it's it's chapter based so like okay. in, in each chapter you'll have like a hub world or you'll start in a police station and then you know it'll say hey you know something's happening in a city so you know you'll take the helicopter to go into the city and then you'll be in another hub world
1: okay okay cool yeah i'm i'm very curious about this game especially considering you're saying it's one of your game of the years was just like flat out. Like, I, I mean, you just finished it, right? Like, yeah. Today.
0: Yeah. So like, right before jumping into this,
1: like I'm extremely excited. I mean, I was excited about this kind of already, but now, I mean, you've already been on a hot streak in terms of your recommendations. So if you're really pumping this one up, um, I, yeah,
0: I, like it's, it's definitely, you know, like I said, this is for, uh, the person that, you know, has, has played platinum games, you know, played their games in the past, or if you play action games like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, um stuff like that. So so this isn't going to live up narratively to NieR Automata, right? So after playing this, remember i had never I haven't finished NieR. Oh, only the, I only shit. played the only played like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Because of this game, I'm going to go back and play NieR.
1: Well, you should have you should do that anyway. Like NieR is phenomenal. Like at that I don't I don't and maybe I should, that was probably a bad question because I I feel like that is on the top tier pedestal of of game stories um so that's probably unfair but I mean I I have a, there's a high bar right the right, guy's so, is pedigree is is high All
0: right so it's is it's not anything like super deep like I said like this is this game is really anime driven so just that's like to say. <laughs> Yeah so just yeah so just like an anime you can sort of see where certain plot twists like, you mm-hmm. can sort of see them right before they happen. Gotcha. So nothing really, nothing's really going to surprise you with the story. Okay. But, it's, like, I, but I feel like this game, it's, like, the perfect, like, summer blockbuster. That, okay. type, of, yeah, that type of game.
1: Okay. So you, you're going into it kind of, you or you should go into it with that mindset already. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. And, and I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Like, I'm definitely not opposed to just having fun in that way. Like, I think that's totally cool. Um, how about the music too? Because a lot of platinum games do a very good job of um, distinguishing the the, the music um, and making it kind of its own character in a sense. Like Banada so, has like this really neat kind of rock. Near had orchestra. Like what is what is Astral Chain doing here? So
0: yeah, so this is is leaning towards like the rock. So like at the very beginning of the game, and I'm upset that I haven't like found a way to see the opening like credit again, but. Like it's it's really like, a, like I, I keep saying this, but like it's it's really like you're playing an anime. Okay. So like it's that type of style, like of like a like an action like shonen type of game.
1: Oh, really? Is it like yeah, um not the same type of game, but like Judgment, the Judgment opening?
0: Yes, yes,
1: exactly, just uh... like that. I'm kind of hype. I'm gonna go buy it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I, I'm gonna see if I can find a video of the opening for this game, and I'll send it to you. But okay. yeah, I think that if you, yeah, if if you love the Judgment opening, then you'll love this opening.
1: Okay, I do, I do.
0: Yeah, and like when you comes down to the music, um, the music's pretty solid. Like it, I mean, I'd yeah, I'd say like it's more a less like um. Oof, man. I was gonna say Metal Gear Rising, but that in itself was just a masterpiece as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean
0: But it has moments like that where like the like especially towards the, the like back half of the game mm-hmm. where you get like certain abilities, like it will sort of change the battle music and everything. Okay. So yeah, just it's 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 all it's a roller coaster.
1: It seems like a like kind of a bit wacky, which is Great. I want that.
0: Exactly. And that's that's yeah, that's the type of game that like that's what you're getting into when you're jumping into this game.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Really looking forward to checking this out, man. Your impressions only get me more hype.
0: Yeah, and um and when when looking at like the length of this game, it's not super long. Like I um I that's my favorite part. Yeah, like I, I basically got blew through it through this um I would say, like, I was even playing it all Labor Day weekend. Like, I think I... um, No, yeah. To tell you the truth, like, I really didn't play it that much this weekend. I more or less played it over the last couple of days and got through it.
1: Oh, yeah. Great. Dude, I... I That, I, that makes me really, really want to get it now because, I mean, these games we've talked about before. These games keep coming out. They keep coming out. And, I mean, the faster I can get through some of them, that's great. Like I don't want to slog through 60, 70 hours. You know, I'm gonna exactly. be coming off of fire emblem.
0: Yeah, and like um and like just the way the game is set up, you could go back and replay missions. So yeah. like right now, you know, since I finished the game, I could go back if this, you know, I could go back and go through like different missions to try and get, you know, better scores. And, like, I even talked about, like, the whole, like, scoring system. Um, so, I'm a filthy casual. Like, I played it on, like, what normal is. But then there's, like, Platinum. It's, like, a Platinum difficulty. Which is, like, if you play, like, all the Platinum games, play it on that. Because that mode actually, uh, like, gives you scores and everything. Um, the regular mode, like, it just, you just you're just playing the game for the most part. Um, and playing it on, like, normal, honestly... If you if you play action games, you pro you you really won't die. Maybe until like the end of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so if you want like some challenge, definitely play it on the platinum difficulty. And then once you like complete a level, then you unlock like a harder platinum difficulty, like a platinum plus.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But just just the game is is just dripping with you know with swag. Just it's so good when it comes to like just being stylish because it really pushes you to use multiple legions in a in a fight so you're mm-hmm. swapping between different legions you're swapping between different weapons and it's weird i've heard impressions where um when it comes down to the scoring the game doesn't penalize you for getting hit like if you get hit you lose like a you know untouched bonus but mm-hmm. as long as you're using multiple legions you're um Using like the so you're tethered to these legions. You you could do a thing where the legion will wrap will sort of circle around an enemy and bind them down. So you'll get scores on like doing that, doing that to multiple people, um uh doing like perfect sinks or perfect uh summons where like right before you get hit, you'll summon your legion and you'll be able to do a sync you know, pair attack. So it could get really deep, and I could see how deep it... And I could see where it could go, like especially on the harder difficulties.
1: Um, so, are... Is there a really big difference between the male and female character?
0: So, what they did, like I said, um, your main character doesn't talk. Right. But your twin does.
1: Right, right.
0: So, your twin is, you know... Like I played as uh the guy character, so like my you know, my sister was the one talking in cutscenes. Um and there're certain moments where like she's she's literally talking shit and it's like something will happen to her and I'm like, see, that's what you fucking get. But and and like in this it's sort of comedic in that sense sometimes where they set up certain situations. But um Yeah, like I I don't know. It's just it's just a good game, guys. Go buy it so we can get a sequel. <laughs> go buy this. Go buy Astral Chain so we can get a sequel.
1: I'm going to. After tonight, Like you've convinced me that I need to check this out. So, yeah.
0: And especially if you love uh, customizing your characters and everything. Like, I still have a ton of things to unlock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, where... You yeah, had me, it's There's like playing stuff. an anime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah. But yeah, for for the most part that's really all I've played over this past week. Good stuff.
1: Good stuff, man. All right. I think we've had like kind of a a murderers row of games here, especially cuz all three of us played something that came out in the last week, which I don't think has ever happened on the show before. So <laughs> Yeah. So good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um we're going to go ahead and jump into the news section. Um but like I say every episode, if you know, if you played Astral Chain or you're playing some other stuff, you know, we still haven't what's the game that we're trying we're thinking about getting? Was it uh Remnant?
1: Remnant from the Ashes, yes.
0: Yeah, so like there's a ton of games that are coming out um that we personally won't be able to touch. Uh I'd love to hear from you guys. So in the comments, you know, let's talk about what you're playing, if you like it, if it's bad. You we, know, we
1: should, we should totally play Remnant though.
0: <laughs> that's that's on the list. That's on the list. So this, uh right, So this new section that we have this week, um, it's it's, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot. So um, we're gonna go ahead and start off with some some quick news. Um, so Ubisoft they're building like a fifty-person team for an unannounced VR project, and basically it's gonna be like a triple A title. Mm-hmm. So think along the lines of like. Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Rainbow Six. So, you know, I sort of wanted to throw that in there with our talk on VR. Uh, I think what was it was a couple weeks ago or last week. Um, you know, VR is still here. Like, people are, you know, companies are investing money uh, into developing these games. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that Ubisoft, like, they're uh, jumping into this. Like, I, I know they put out um, Werewolves Within, Eagle Flight, and Star Trek Bridge Crew. All of those are really fun games, but I feel like they... They sort of, like... I think what we talked about in that one episode, they sort of felt like tech demos, or like mm-hmm. what VR could potentially... What it could do. And with them saying that this is going to be a triple A game, I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, how you know, how immersive Hot feels, or how um, playing Skyrim in VR, how that is. So that's definitely good to hear. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I just
2: want it to be an original IP. Don't give me some like Assassin's Creed, uh, VR experience or anything like that. Like create something new.
1: Yeah. Yeah, CJ, I was actually going to ask you since, you know, you've been recently, you know, playing your PSVR, like what, what do you think Ubisoft could really deliver? Or really, if you want to maybe bring it back to like more of a macro perspective, like f- from what do you would what would you like to see in a triple A offering for a VR title? Like, what would compel you to check it out?
2: Like, okay, so the movement, how your character, how you navigate throughout the world or the level or whatever—that is the big differential for me between it feeling like a tech demo and like a, an original experience of its own um it's like because like i love werewolves within but yeah it's like stationary you're sitting down as opposed to like something like farpoint where you're an actual character you're running through it's not a rail shooter you know so if if it's like on that level of mobility um Mm -hmm. then that's that's what makes it feel all the more and it has more like longevity like those are the games that i'm going to come back to um once the vr uh shine falls off
1: Mm. I think that's a really great point, actually, especially in the mobility bit like i I think when i when I consider significant v r experiences it always there're always the titles that uh, don't feel on rails they always uh, allow me the illusion of freedom like super hot is the best for that um so yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I know for me personally, I know what it won't be, like this Ubisoft title. But it's kind of what I really want. Like, all I want from them is to make the Assassin's Creed gallery, which is, like, not even the game. I don't even care about the game. But just give me, like the i don't know if you guys have have played the recent ones but they have they constructed like the oh, entire yeah. cities where they let you just kind of walk around there's no combat there's none of that but you're just walking around the cities and like experiencing them as they actually were as if they were like literally museums i think it actually might be called like yeah it's exhibit. like a
0: museum yeah it's like an exhibit mode where you could walk around and like there's um there's like audio uh like of like someone talking to you about like certain like set pieces and yeah. like, how life was living back then. So
1: yeah, I genuinely like, think that's like, cool as hell.
0: Like I've heard that it's even used in like some classrooms. Like people use it to like if you know, they're talking about Egypt or something like that, they'll they'll use that as like a teaching tool.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that's cool as hell, and I would I would kill for something like that in VR. Like if if they want to make that a side project, please give it to me because that's I'm all over that. Um, you know I, I I think experiences like that we sort of talked about this a few weeks ago, but you know experiences like that I think are going to be long lasting. Um, you mentioned longevity, and I know you mentioned in relation to games, but I mean I think. That can be applied to so many other things like, you know, in terms of um, the application, the practical application of VR. Um, so whatever this triple A title is, I genuinely have no idea. Um, I mean, unless you, you guys think that they could be doing like Rainbow Six or Ghost Recon or one of their Tom Clancy titles. Like, I can't I can't think of anything that would really utilize that VR.
2: I'm just excited for those classic day one Ubisoft bugs and glitches. I just imagine clipping <laughs> through the floor in VR.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh god! many people are gonna get sick. Love yeah. it. <laughs> also, a good point. Yeah. So
0: you know, Ubisoft's working on that um, CD Project Red in the next story. They, you know, they're wrapping up uh, Cyberpunk right now, and you know, their main focus is single player you know they've, that's all they've talked they've talked about is single player well it turns out that they've um in a tweet they uh they went ahead and announced that uh Cyberpunk is going to be getting a multiplayer mode so not anytime soon is going to be um you know further out but it's uh you know that's that's something different
1: do we know virtually anything else about it like in terms of not what it is but how many players or anything like that
0: no nothing like it's just they're they're announcing it and they're um they pretty much put out like a a pretty much like an ad for people that want to you know that are in the industry that would like to work help work on it
1: that sounds to me like have they even so if they're they want to work on it. I wonder it like how far along in the process they are for that. Or, or if it's going to be I, some sort I of expansion like, or, yeah,
0: I feel like it might be like a expansion type of thing.
1: I, so it looks yeah, like, I... yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It seems like, um, it's being confirmed now at some outlets that it is post launch. Okay. Cause that did sound kind of fishy to me that they were just asking for like people to work on it. And the game is like, what, seven months out. Um, so, yeah, I I guess you you guys do you guys assume that it will just be like a standard multiplayer like deathmatch or something? Yeah, some I think it's going to be something similar to that. Nothing
0: nothing too crazy. Um I'd love to have maybe like co-op missions. Like I'm all for PvE. Um I I think in a game like this, PVP might be a little I don't know, it might it might be boring. It really falls down to how the gunplay feels in this game. So I don't know. I feel like I'm indifferent. Like I'm, I'm going into this game for the single player. So the multiplayer that gets added on, you know, months from now, you know, months after release, is uh, pretty much that's the icing on the cake.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see them do something interesting. I mean, I say that, but you know, like, I mean, I really, I really would like to see uh some sort of interesting take on their idea of multiplayer because I feel like they're a creative enough studio. Um, the last time I remember some something like really turning my head in that way was the spies versus mercs in splinter cell um i would love to see something more than just a standard deathmatch in this
0: Yeah. So, especially considering
1: the cyberpunk setting you know
0: yeah and i feel like they have have a lot to work with so it's you know it would be cool to see and that's like we said that's gonna be something way down the road uh so you know we'll follow up with it whenever we get more information on it all right so next up um I think this past was a lot. Yeah, it was last week. Um, they yeah. Sega had a conference that uh, revealed Yakuza 7. So, officially. um, officially, so we've been you know, we've been on a, a Yakuza fix for the past yeah. like month or two. Um, you know, Arati's been playing it for a while and they got me to play it, and now I love it. New fan. Um, so what's interesting about Yakuza 7 is that there's a lot of You know, there's a lot of back and forth, uh, dare I say backlash, that it's, you know, it was revealed that this game won't be a beat-em-up, but it's going to be a, you know, an RPG, like a turn-based RPG.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, What's wild, and what I like, I think is hilarious, is that this this past April Fools, uh, there was a video released by Sega where it's like, hey, here's a Yakuza RPG that's coming out. Ha ha, April Fools. Um... (laughs) <laughs> guys pause. uh a pause Uh why is it that when they actually revealed yakuza 7 all the menus and like everything looks the same it's like the same like character too
1: the joke so, the joke truly was on us the entire time
0: exactly <laughs> uh you know what here's the thing i i'm open to it Like, I know there's some, like, you know, some diehards that are, you know, mad that they're sort of veering away from the formula, but as long as, like, I'm getting, you know, like a, you know, a really good narrative, I'm getting really good side stories, like, the things that, like, that really draw you into the Yakuza games, that's all I really ask for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, okay, so, did you happen to catch the four-minute trailer, like, the subtitle trailer? Yeah. Okay. So I think, I don't think you have anything to worry about then. You know, I I mean, it feels like, especially the last, like, minute of that trailer, it feels like Yakuza. And that's the thing I think people, you know, I think people are worried, which, you know, I think they should be applauded. I think they should be commended. The studio, I mean, like, they should be, you know, commended for taking such a big risk. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I mean, it's, you've come out with, six or seven games at this point you know all of, they are all in the same genre they're all the same not the same thing but you know what i mean like they play very similar to each other i think this is a nice breath of fresh air to be honest
0: see it's all right so i'm going to play you know on both sides here like it's oh, no. like you said it's it's really it's really cool to like you know make a change in the franchise but mm. I'd, I'd, i i i would have tried you know making a change in like a spin-off game or, you know, something like that. Like, I feel like uh, Yakuza is like, it's it's really building up, you know, over in the States. And like, they're, you know, they're getting more fans. So, it's it's a really ballsy move to sort of change your formula when you're getting all these people to, you know, hop onto the series.
1: I think that's true. I think it's true that it is risky. Um, you know, especially I think it's a good point that you're saying about the, you know, getting fans in America. But at the same time, I mean, look, seven games, seven, I'm including zero. So seven games like we've had the same sort of game, like let judgment be that game, which I mean that uh, and we just found out last week or the week before that that game did really well um, overseas as well as domestically, like in Japan. So like, if that's the case, and they, they're planning on using those characters and like again, which is great, so we can expect to see a judgment, too. Let that be the beat em up which I think that might be the direction that they're going to go in, you know? Because they have the attention now, like, they want to change it up.
0: But that's, so that's sort of saying, hey, you know, we're going to release a new Sonic game, but it's an RPG.
1: They did that. And- they did that. Yeah, yeah, they totally did.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but here's the thing. But and, you saw you know how that turned out. But you, you saw you saw how that, that turned out. Though.
1: That game was good. That game was very good. Was it? Yeah. Did you play it? Oh, uh-uh, I didn't play it. Yeah, it was very good. I I bought it. It was on DS. I really enjoyed it. Huh. It was cleverly yeah, but, written. I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead. But, uh, I was gonna say Final Fantasies had the RPG aspects for like 20 years, and then they like switched to action, and look how that turned out for them. It's polarizing.
1: It is. I mean, that's a great point too. It is polarizing, um, and you know, you're, you're and you're gonna have, and that's exactly that's a perfect example, CJ. So with 15, we could take a look at exactly what happened there. And I mean, it literally, well, that's that's what the reaction was to seven, almost that exact split down the middle, where people were like, "Nope, fuck this, not doing it," and then other half were like, "You know what? All right, cool, I'm down, I'm in." Yeah. Um, so. I I honestly think it's a great move. I think if people are worried about like the tone of the game or the characters, they have zero to worry about. It looks like everything is perfectly intact. Uh, in fact, negoti the um the director of of Yakuza. Um, why do I always forget that man's name? Toshihiro Nagoshi. He was talking about the battle system and how if you if you see it in action because we have actually not physically seen it we've only seen that april fools video and just a but, screenshot of it but. but
0: i but i feel like it's it's the same thing
1: sure like the, sure you're right
0: it, you're let's be real like it, i think that was the actual gameplay
1: yeah you're probably right um well so he was saying that with you once you see it in action it's not even going to seem like like an a turn-based rpg like that's you know i'll he's there's a whole thing about it i'm not gonna read like all the quotes but you know he says quote if you didn't know what it was you would think you're playing an action game now come on this could just be astral chain for all you know oh shit yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah man I, i don't know we should definitely chill and 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 relax until it actually comes out or you know we see preview videos from it It'll be a Tokyo game show, I'm sure. The game is releasing January, like early January in Japan, um, which is great because we'll get, you know, firsthand impressions on what it's like. So I I think it'll be fine, you know. And by the time we finish and catch up to like (laughs) to seven, because I'm at three and you're at one right now, I'm sure we'll want a change of pace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And, and, like you said, as long as I'm still getting, like, the same... Like, as long as the core is still the same, like, I'm getting, like, the same, like, entertaining story, um, like, just getting, like, the whole, like, the character piece and everything, then I'll be fine. I'll
1: be cool. Right. It looks like they're implementing, like, modern features, like an auto battle and, like, faster turns in general, um, judging from what Negoshi was saying. So I think that's cool as well. Yeah, so
0: we'll we'll definitely, you know... We love Yakuza is over here. We'll definitely talk about it once more information comes out. Um, next up, we're going to talk about this Nintendo Direct and the bombs that were dropped during this Direct. So, were, were there bombs? Were there bombs? Listen, they popped off with Overwatch, which, I mean, we've talked, I think, did we talk about it on the show? Yeah, we hey, we're talk, talked about, about it, it last week. week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, they started off the Direct. Confirming it. Overwatch is out uh, October 15th. Um, Rod, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Now that, you know, it's official.
1: I'm a fool and I'm going to purchase it.
0: <laughs> day one?
1: <The> day zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to just buy the digital version, to be honest with you. Wow. There yeah. you go. Make the mistake and not make the same mistake I did on PlayStation so oh going physical yeah going physical yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't have done that but yeah but
0: you know that's cool um overwatch out on the switch uh they they showed off like you know the game having you know gyro controls and everything like that so you know that stuff is cool when it comes down to competitive play i don't think no one's really gonna use yeah. it Hell yeah no. but overwatch out on the switch cj C-
1: C- do you play uh, overwatch
2: i do i do and i gotta say my days of like you know waiting for the new season and trying to rank up are, are pretty much over Is like as far as overwatch is concerned okay. so i would totally pick it up just as like casual handheld i'm sitting on my buddy's couch while he's watching tv and i'm just just doing my thing with genji or whatever so yeah
1: mm-hmm. okay cool cool Yeah.
0: so um Next up, they did, uh, They, I guess they sort of, you know, I'm not going to go through everything in this direct, because there's a lot of announcements on games. So, Nintendo did a good job of, you know, with this direct, talking about the software. Like, I feel like this is the first time in a while for a system that I feel like I'm sort of overwhelmed with the amount of games that are coming out for a system. Like, mm-hmm. guess like seriously think about it when was the last time you were like you sat there and you're like damn there are all these
1: games coming out on this system uh, yeah i mean look so I, for me we're not we just started the nintendo direct so i don't want to like poo poo the parade too hard but like <laughs> but you know i i wasn't blown away with most of these announcements like in fact to me this was like a relatively tame direct which is fine like we're in the thick of the console right now that's yeah. com- completely cool but i will say i was completely impressed throughout and and i think my main takeaway rather than any one particular game i was like oh god i have to get this like th- nintendo has the best third-party support they've had in a very long time yes like yeah. it's 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 insane like that was my biggest takeaway from all this it's like Almost every game uh, on there. That, I mean, there's a ton of games I'm interested in. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that there aren't good games here. Um, we're will surely be talking about them. But like, you know, I have options now. Before it was like, you know, well, I'm gonna probably use my Switch for like just the exclusives, but or or my or any Nintendo console for that matter is like just for my exclusives. But now it's like, you know, I can play Divinity. I can play Doom. Mm. You know, like I can play a lot of really interesting varied third-party content on this thing, and I think that's super important. Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, leading like going next into the, you know, the direct they showed off Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, that's getting an October 31st release date. You know, this is stuff that we've seen. Um, they showed off like a multiplayer mode that looked pretty interesting. Uh, next up, they had Kirby Kirby has a new free-to-start game. Kirby, well, Super Kirby Clash uh, is out now. Tell us Um, about that, Chris. It's exactly what it looks like. It's... (laughs) 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 Like, it's just... It's... I mean, it's sort of like, when you're playing it, you're like, hmm, like, they... It's free to play, so, like, you can play a mission where you're fighting a boss, but then when you get back to, like, the hub world, you look at the top of the screen, and it's like, hey, you have, like five energy left. So, like, doing these missions will, like, burn your energy. So you can only do so many. And I've already, you know, encountered, like, hey, you know, if you want to do this, you could buy these apples. So, yeah. That's Kirby Clash. Um, download it if you want, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Kirby. it's Kirby. It's Kirby. It's Kirby. Um... I sort of want to skip down to uh, Little Town Hero. Did you guys see anything about that? Yeah. So yeah, Little Town Hero is uh, a game made by Game Freak, which are the, you know the developers of Pokemon, and uh, that is actually coming out relatively soon. It's coming out October sixteenth. Oh, so fifteenth. 15th. 15th? Oh,
2: I think so. Um, but you know who's doing the music? For who's that it, game?
1: Who's doing the music?
2: People pro- I don't know if anybody's going to know the name Toby Fox, but they do probably know the title Undertale.
1: Oh yes. Oh yes, Toby Fox is. They actually called him out by name I think in the direct a couple times, which is yeah. cool. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah,
0: so that's going to be interesting like the they sh- they showed off like the gameplay which looks you know, it looks different. I feel like I want to see more of it before I really give, like, my, you know, opinion on it. But I, me personally, like, it, it, like, I didn't see anything that, like, wants – like, it's, like, making me to want to pick it up day one. What about you guys?
1: Um, no. I mean, it looks cool. I mean, it looks <laughs> – I don't mean to sound, like <laughs> – there's nothing – look, I thought it was cool. That's about done by Game Freak. I like Toby Fox's work, Um, you know – but it didn't pull me exactly, so I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Um. So we got some pretty cool Smash news during this direct. Um. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, he's officially out. Uh. They dropped like out of nowhere. Dropped Banjo. Dropped uh patch 5.0, and also announced that um Terry Bogard from um. Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury, yeah, Fatal Fury. Yeah, uh, he's coming in the Smash in November. So it looks like you know the what looked like us waiting like four or five months for characters. It looks like the like the turnaround on these characters are actually coming through pretty quick. And the biggest news is that there's going to be more DLC characters after you know they finish this first pack. So it looks like you know
1: we don't know how many though right like they didn't say how many they didn't say
0: how many but i'm guessing it's gonna be like the same five it's gonna be like you know five characters per pack
1: you think so that'll take them into like 2021 pretty easily
0: sakurai is getting no sleep
1: yeah i was like they need to let that man rest
0: (laughs) but you know the stuff looks cool banjo looks you know interesting I personally I i never played the banjo game so I don't have like an attachment to the character but you know people are excited about it that's good I'm excited about you know Terry I want to see how he works in this game and they sort of showed uh, showed him off like really really slightly um, like after the direct they had like a little Smash Brothers uh, video where they showed how banjo worked so Terry's out in November that's going to be cool um I think the next big thing was Pokemon Sword and Shield uh that's out November fifteenth but they showed off um a couple of things they showed off the customization is gonna be really detailed in this game um you can customize like the hair the the color of the hair you could put makeup on your character you could change like your, the gloves uh really like down to like you know. You can really make outfits in this game, so if you like, you know, customization for your characters, that's all for you. That's gonna be cool. Um, this game's version of Pokemon and me, it's called Pokemon Camp. So that's a place where you can sort of uh, sit back and sort of play with your Pokemon. Um, I know for a lot of people, they sort of overlook, you know, these features, but. The game could get really broken when you play like these features and like get your friendship level really high. Um like the there's like a mechanic in the older games where like if your Pokemon like really, really liked you, um, let's say for example you get paralyzed, it will take like it'll like pretty much negate the par uh paralysis and it'll be like, well, you know, Pikachu got paralyzed, but it loves you so much that it shook it off. All right. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So, um, definitely, like you know, use that uh, feature. You know, play with your Pokemon a little bit. You cook food in the camp. Um, so that's like another you know feature that they added in. And then they also showed off a couple new Pokemon. Um, one of the Pokemon looked pretty interesting. It's like a seagull, but like anytime it uses Surf, it'll get a fish stuck in its mouth. And if you attack it, it'll spit the fish back out as an extra move. Think it's pretty cool. Hmm.
1: I don't Here even we remember seeing that thing.
0: Yeah, they I mean, go ahead.
2: They got time to do detail like that, but they can't put every game or every Pokemon in the game.
1: Ooh, got them. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what can game? What can you really say to that? Like, yeah. yeah, you're not, you're not wrong.
2: Maybe, maybe Little Town Hero doesn't need to exist in Game Freak. He's, he's put all the Pokemon. You gotta catch them all. Like, that's the whole point. You
1: know what's
0: you know, funny? Like after seeing the um, Little Town, I was like, yeah, we didn't need this game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to hate on it, but I couldn't care less.
0: Maybe all the <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That's that. Uh the next big thing, um, which I, I think it was, I mean, it was rumored for a while and it was sort of like leaked, but then, you know, taken away. But Nintendo Switch Online is finally getting SNES games. Yes. As of, you know, when you're listening to this, should be out. Uh, that's huge. That's, you know, giving me more of a reason to like, you know, feel like I'm not being ripped off by having Nintendo Online.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's great, you know, you get to play Old SNES t- games that you probably played when you were younger, or or bought on the virtual console, or bought when it came out last year or the year before uh, for hundred bucks. You know, it's really great. Yeah, and all these games.
0: So I mean, they they have a couple of good games on the uh, launch list. You have Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, um, F Zero, Breath of Fire. Kirby Dream Land 3, and Super Mario Kart. There's other ones. I'm not going to read all of them, but I think it's a solid list. You it guys don't
2: inside? mean nothing without Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6.
0: Yeah, I would have loved having 6. Been they dope.
2: could put Cloud on Smash Bros. It can swing this.
1: Yes, yeah, good point. Um. Audacity to try to sell you a $30 controller right after that and say, hey, you want to buy this? I I don't know, man. That whole segment just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, just the way that they just presented it, like, you know, wow, this is so great that these classic games are finally available on your Switch, even though we just sold them to you, like, the fifth time. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just... It's... Ah, it's so... Uh, cynical? I don't know. It's it's really weird. I, I did not like that segment at all. And I we knew it was coming. Like you said, like we we kind of knew it was coming already. But I don't know. Just just this big show about it. Just say the shit is out and let's just move on. Like don't act. Don't don't try to sell us this thirty dollar peripheral. Like do you know? How, I don't even know where my Super SNES is like anymore. Like you know, maybe that's part of that is my fault. But the other part is like, dude. Let's Just move on. I'm sorry, it's just very irritating. This is like, damn, Roddy, tell us
0: how you really feel. Yeah, the fire <laughs> right
1: now. go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, um, Tetris 99 is getting a big update. Um, they're adding some co op modes, adding uh, new ways to buy like remixes of songs. So, if you play Tetris 99, good for you. Um, I suck at it, so there's like a mode tied behind like you can only play it if like <laughs> you one, which i haven't yet so
1: i actually love that game like that that's a great game um it's very cool that it's coming out for retail uh it, it's actually kind of tempting to me but let me get this straight because it wasn't super clear during the directs. do you need to is the multiplayer paid or is that free because there's so there's multiplayer in tetris 99 like local multiplayer Mm-hmm. Um, but they also made a point to say that, like, free, like, there's a difference between free DLC and paid DLC, but it wasn't clear during the presentation.
0: Oh, I think the paid DLC is going to be, like, the different skins. Skin okay. But, yeah. Okay,
1: I was about to be very upset if, like, the multiplayer was locked behind... A paywall? Uh, yeah, behind a paywall. Because, I mean, the, ga- the game, they, they've done a great job so far of doling out, like, of uh, doling out content. It's just the game in general that that would have been a real bad move. Uh, to do that, but
0: yeah,
1: okay. But
0: Go yeah, them. and that update is out now. Um, Damon X Machina that's you know a game that's been like talked about for a while. They released a demo, they actually uh, took feedback from that demo, updated the demo, and now releasing like i guess like a final demo for the game where you know all of the changes that they made are in it and then everything that you do in this demo will carry over to the full
1: game that comes out September 13th so the developers came out with a blog post uh <laughs> talking about the announcement for this and they said if you don't like it at this point then too fucking bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean they're right right yeah
1: i mean <laughs> There, I'm totally lying. By the way, they didn't actually say that. But it's what oh. it feels. It's what it. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but it's what it feels like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually, genuinely, like. In all seriousness, I actually do want to check this out because I, I kind of dug the alpha, whatever it was that came out, and um, and yeah, this this prologue seems kind of cool. Is the beta? Do we know if that's online multiplayer or just local?
0: I don't think they're really clear about it. I think they said – they made a uh, point to say that the multiplayer is in in the full game, so I'm guessing that the multiplayer won't be in the demo. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. I'll keep my eye
0: on this game. I'm interested. Yep. i already downloaded the demo, so I'm probably going to try that after this recording. Yes. All right. Um, And a couple more things. So – animal crossing they took some time to show off uh you know some new features in that game they a lot of quality of life changes which i i'm really you know i'm like not even low-key like i am actually excited about this because i feel like like a lot of these uh quality of life changes will sort of like make the game more fun to just jump into oh
1: dude this was like my game of the direct for sure like I, i i think this game looks awesome like i i mean a significant improvement over new leaf which is already kind of perfect so i don't know how they did it but they managed to do it um the game looks incredible like just visually um if you ever saw that well i wouldn't blame you if you didn't but if you ever saw that board game for the animal crossing on a wii u like where (laughs) they kind of teased people with like you know this is what an animal crossing would look like if it came out on your console you fuck um but they never (laughs) actually did that um It looked great there, and here it looks cleaner, everything is more detailed. I love the little aspect of, like, the wind rustling the trees. I don't think that was in the other games, at least not to that degree. Not to
0: that degree, like that, yeah. There's some heavy uh, physics into that.
1: Yeah, like, every leaf seems like it's rustling on its own, um, which is really cool and a nice touch. I'm not sure why it's snowing on an island like that, but that's still cool. Um... But, yeah, like, it, it's, it seems like um, this game is allowing you, again, like, quality of life changes. The crafting seems pretty intuitive. So, yeah, man.
0: Looks, Looks awesome. cool. And then they're also adding multiplayer. So, that's going to be fun. We're going to have some, some Animal Crossing adventures. We probably might stream that or make some YouTube videos. So yes, I want to look-
1: town. I mean, visit <laughs> your town.
0: <laughs> so be on the lookout for that, and then they closed out the direct with uh, announcing that Xenoblade Chronicle Definitive Edition is coming out in 2020. So, um, if you haven't played it, it you know originally released on the Wii, then they ported it over to the 3DS, which was you know a technical like marvel at that. Yeah. Um. So now it's getting like a definitive edition, you know, on the Switch, which you know I'm. I hear really good things about it. Like yeah. I've I remember buying the game and not playing it and then I think I traded it in or something like that. So I finally actually get to play this game cuz I hear really good
1: things about it. Mhm. Absolutely. What do you guys think? Um yeah, I mean it's cool. I I've heard similar to you. I've heard good things. Haven't played it. Um but looking forward to maybe trying it. We'll see. We'll see what the yeah. schedule looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's in 2020. Um I sort of want to wrap that section up with just just saying that um, after the direct, like I said, there's like a Smash Brothers like mini direct type of thing. And can we just just marvel at how Sakurai is a Smash God? Because he's like when he's doing these, you know, uh, demos like this, you you see like two people playing like on screen. Mm-hmm. It's not two people, folks. It's just Sakurai playing with two controllers at once. And he took the time to like show how he, how he does it on the stream. Oh wow. Which I, which I thought was amazing. Sakurai, mm. we love you. That's just it's crazy.
1: Well, when you've dedicated literally your entire life to Smash Brothers, I mean, you learn to get good at it, you know. With two controllers?
0: Two pro two, controllers.
1: He <laughs> he could do it. He could do it. What else is he doing besides eating, sleeping and making Smash Brothers? He's playing with two controllers. That's what he's doing. <laughs>
0: But yep, that's the Nintendo Direct. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I I came out of this just really excited, you know, for the Switch. Like it's 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 definitely like it's increased like the market share. It feels like for the system. Like there's a lot coming out. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a dedicated Smash system anymore. Like I mean, shoot, I just finished Smash, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Nintendo with this. You know, this next year is gonna uh, bring for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that. That's the news for this week. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode with. Um, uh, I don't know. We. I think we talked about it earlier. Uh, PAX West that happened over this past weekend and CJ, you were there. How was it? I mean
2: it it was it was amazing. It it had pretty much anything that you could have wanted to experience at some kind of video game exposition. They had stuff to play, stuff to check out, um things to get into like if you're into vendors and stuff like that. It's just it's it's it's, it's where do I start really? It is hard to
0: so get into it. This was your, your first uh PAX, right?
2: Yeah, it was my first PAX, yeah.
0: So, you know, going into it like what were you really expecting and did that sort of live up to it or did you you know did it sort of blow away your expectation
1: um
2: i i didn't really have too many preconceived notions um but i will say one thing that kind of i didn't think i'd uh i'd be having this thought um we're kind of like in this weird time with like in the industry where uh you you hop on youtube and you can get all your like video game news there so like if they were showcasing like this new game, you know, and you think, oh wow, I get to watch somebody play, it or I could try and play it myself. Um, it's not really a first look. It's like, oh, it's because I, I watched, uh, I already watched this whole segment of the Blair Witch uh, game on YouTube when they let all the companies demo it, and stuff like that. So it's like it's it's all new stuff because it's it's you know it's brand new and it's coming out, you know. But y- you see it on the internet first, and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I know about this. I saw this on the on the video. So it was like it was that concept with like Blair Witch, um, Final Fantasy VII, because um, they you know they they make the demos and then they you know they send it to the to the influ influencers and then you get all the information there. So not, mm. not a lot of like new stuff, but it was still awesome to see it for myself.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, I mean you're right. This is definitely a time. I feel like this is a time where also. Um, where, you know, we're at an end of a console generation. So, yeah. um, uh, they, there were, cause I don't really think there was anything like big announced at this PAX. Was there?
2: Um, nothing that I can say. Um, Xbox wasn't even there. My, there hmm. was no Microsoft, uh, booth, which was weird because, you know, like Sony and Nintendo had huge things going on. They took up a lot of floor space and then we we're walking around like, where's Xbox? And then it turns out they weren't even there. Um, which was interesting. But like definitely so, you know, they had they had awesome vendors, you know, there's like Limited Run and all these other smaller companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was cool to like talk to them and like you could buy games cheap and see what's going on, you know. Like I did not know that Gone Home uh was got a physical release. So, you know, that was cool. But like some of the main things you saw was like Borderlands three, Final Fantasy Seven, Death Stranding, uh Pokemon um, those were probably like the main like heavyweights that took but, up the most force space.
0: So were they just um, like TVs showing off like these videos that we've seen already, or oh dude, there uh... was
2: or I'm sorry, they had like everything. Um, you could you could play it. There was TV showing uh, gameplay, and they had like other like really cool promotional pieces. So for like Final Fantasy VII, they had like this giant like Shinra tower that you kind of like walk around and like as you wait in line um to, to demo the game it's it's like a set that looks like you're in Midgar wow yeah so there's like a lot of cool stuff like that and I will say like one thing was awesome about Final Fantasy 7 is if you do wait in line for the demo um right before you play the game they kind of like role play with you you're like a uh, a member of Avalanche And, like, they're, they're like, dressed up as characters, like, yo, we're about to do this mission and stuff. So they kind of give you a little bit of context in real life before you go play the game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought that was pretty awesome. I didn't get a chance to experience it, um, but I didn't really try to. I didn't want to spend most of my time waiting in line.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that line was insane.
2: Yeah, for for all the stuff, like Borderlands 3. um, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But, you know, you can still walk right up and look over somebody's shoulder and see it. Okay. And you know, Final Fantasy VII looked awesome. I, I've I've really never got super into Borderlands. Borderlands Three looked awesome. Um, I don't know what they had for uh, Death Stranding. They had that like in an interior room, so like you could see like the line. But I don't know what was going on in there.
1: I bet it was just like a video demo or something.
2: Yeah, um, but it, it was it was super cool. Um, was that, know, I'm like sorry. Was
1: Crystal, that your was that your first time? Ever? Yeah,
2: yeah, those my first packs. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I, I hear that people are like, I hear that that E three is dying. Uh, that's something that we've been talking about for the past couple of years now. It seems like things like packs are picking up the slack in that turn in in that um, way because they are able to engage with the fans more. Uh, having been there, finally, like what do you think about that does it strike you as a very fan focused show
2: yeah it's 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 definitely fan focused but i i will actually um disagree in the sense that pax is picking up the slack because like things were not like let's take nintendo you know it is not by like, coincidence that nintendo direct went on like right now this close to pax
1: right. and it's
2: like nintendo didn't didn't like really like release any information at pax They let you play the hardware uh-huh you know but it's like – so I, I definitely think, like, people don't need uh, – they don't need E3 or they don't need these things. They can just do it on their own. Like, right. Nintendo can just make their own Nintendo Direct. Um, but you'll always need something to, like, play the hardware or try it out, mm-hmm. get people you know, pe- to demo it. Um, I, will, I will say when it came to Nintendo, uh, I couldn't get my hands on it because it's in, a, it's in a case. But I didn't really care too much about, like, the new uh, Switch model. But it looks it looks really good, like in real life.
1: Okay. Oh, but they, um, did they did they have demos on the floor for you to try?
2: Not that one. Yeah, not know. for the new, not for the new Switch.
0: Okay. What like what would you compare the size to? The
2: of the Switch.
0: Yeah, the Switch Lite.
2: Um,
0: or Switch Mini, whatever. It's it's, it's
2: like it's it's about it's it's about the same. It's. It it's it's about the same, and the ergonomics are about the same, um, but like because the joy cons don't come off, it's like one solid piece. So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's just really it's uh sleek looking. Like, mm-hmm. I really wanted to get my hands on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we sort of talked about this on the show. I feel like the the Switch Lite is it's gonna be. I mean, it's for people that haven't picked it up already haven't picked up a switch mm-hmm. um so i don't know like i i, I know there's a market for people that would like the that that way of playing but i I sort of like having the full functionality of like taking the joy cons out being able to you know dock it on a tv so <gasps> it's yeah and it's <laughs> and then for certain games um you know you have some games that you know are uh you know or like 720p or you know sometimes even worse um in handheld so like i'd like like i'd rather you know put it up on a tv where for one it'll run better majority of the time like you'll have like a locked frame rate so it's i don't know it's going to be interesting to see down the road how how long this model you know be viable for and what type of games too
2: when your switch is
0: switched cuz <laughs> like <laughs> Because, like, I can't see myself playing, um, like, The Witcher 2 on it. Witcher 3? Witcher 3.
2: Yeah. And, like, for Pokemon, uh, the Let's Go games, you have to have a little joy- uh, detachable Joy-Con to play, even on the new model.
0: Wow, yeah, you're right. So you can't even play Let's Go, then.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, don't know. The hardware looks good. Um, but it's just, yeah, the functionality is different. I don't think where its target audience, like you said.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, um, besides that, like, what's your biggest, you know, your biggest takeaways from, you know, PAX West? Like, with it being your first uh, PAX, like, what's, what's like, your, your pitch for someone else that's been, like, thinking about going to PAX but haven't?
2: If, yeah, if you want, if you have a certain game that you're, like, really anticipating, um, go, go to PAX. I'd say... I I'd say like two days might be like the perfect amount. Like it's it's not like too long. It's not too less. Like one day mm-hmm. is standing in line and getting your hands on it. If you if you know, yeah. do a day to stand in line, get your hands on it, play it. That way you know you know how you feel about the game before it comes out. And then like the second day, walk the floor, buy stuff from the vendors. Um, my like number one game was Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Uh, I was just standing there, like just watching um the people play it. And I was into it, but I, I guess I, like, was so into it that, like, one of the ladies kind of, like, needs some help. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to steal anything. I'm just, I'm just watching <laughs> the guy. Uh, it was so <laughs> awkward. Um, but, yeah, like, like everybody should come that's into video games. These these things, like, started, like, as more of, like – it's like E3. You know, it starts as more of, like, an expo, a showcase, and it just, like, got so – it got bigger to where it's it's pretty much a con. It's a convention. You know, there's vendors. There's activities. You know, I I really didn't spend any time in it, but there was um there was stuff to do to watch like pro, like gamers like some of the fighting games and stuff uh, that was awesome. Um, and it's also it, it's just good to be like in your tribe like like you, right. you know we we fan out over like all these games and stuff, and then you go to PAX and you see like huge promotion promotional pieces for something that you thought was niche. You thought that like you know, and then you find your people like it's awesome. Um, everybody was super nice bumped into somebody
1: and was like oh my bad dude yeah like it's that's that's one of the coolest parts of those kind of things i mean i've never been to a pack so I'm, I'm living vicariously through you right now but like the the social aspect kind of what we were saying with wow earlier you know um the social aspect is so enticing to me like to be able to just encounter other people who are you know uh who have similar interests to you and you know and to find like i could go and meet I can't meet Phoenix Wright fans like in my actual life. Like I have to actually <laughs> go in, in to PAX and like you know shout objection and find my people. You know, and it's possible, and I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, you would have spotted the Phoenix uh, cosplayers. You wouldn't oh. have had to spot or yell for them.
1: <laughs> I would have died and gone to heaven.
2: Um, are you guys amped for death stranding
1: Are we? Yeah, we're pretty interested. Yeah, we're 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 pretty interested. We just had a um a pretty large discussion about that game. Um, I, I, well, I know I can speak for myself. I'm a I'm a Hideo Kojima fan just generally. Um, I I like his work a lot. This seems like it's going to be like an autobiographical take on what's been happening to him in the past, you know, couple years. And I'm I'm totally here for it. What about you?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm all on board. I love that with, like, Metal Gear or some of those other games, you know, like, people that, like, play the games know, like, how weird, like, that whole, like, Hideo factor is to it. But it's not marketed like that. Dude, Death Stranding, they just put it all out there. This is weird. Nobody knows what the hell's going on.
0: (laughs) I feel like even when the game comes out, we still won't know what's going on. But that's the thing. That's (laughs) a Hideo Kojima game, so. Yeah.
2: I feel like I know what's going on in that game. I saw, I saw a pretty convincing video of like someone like, this is what I think is happening. I was like, okay, you're probably right.
1: Just, just for kicks, could you summarize what you think it is?
2: I'll say like that just the quickest thing is the monsters are killing people by making them age super fast. So to counteract that, they're, uh, they clone themselves and they carry around a, a baby clone of themselves. So if the monster kills them and makes them super old, at the same time it ages the baby and it trans- transfers their consciousness to it.
1: God, that is, God that is damn. the most. <laughs> Dave Kojima thing, and I'm loving it. I love it.
2: Now, rewatch the original, like long trailers, having with that in your head, and you'll be like, "Whoa."
1: I I buy it. I'm in.
2: <laughs> they just had it in an interior room at PAX. So it's like that was like the thing because I'm like, "Yo, I know Final Fantasy sevens is gonna be great." You know, we already know the gameplay of Borderlands. Like, what do we know about Death Stranding? Like nothing. Like so, but
1: right. Like no, five no, videos no. later we you know still <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why we love Hideo.
1: Exactly, exactly. I and mean, by the way, I'm I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there there is something in control. It involves Hideo Kojima. I'm not that's all I'm saying.
2: What there's something in what?
1: There's something in a, control? There's something in control. It has to do with Hideo Kojima. Uh but you need like the season yeah, pass or some some shit. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's crazy though. It's crazy. I don't want to spoil it on the podcast, but if you guys want to know afterwards, I'll tell you.
2: Didn't um like the company? No, I'm think... No, I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, there's no
0: relation. So that's interesting. Yeah, that I was thinking of doing platinum. something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. yeah. I'll, I'll have to tell you guys after the show.
0: Yeah. Um... So you know any any last uh, any last words on packs? Um. Would you? I, how about this? I, would you? Would you go again next year?
2: I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna longer. <laughs> yeah, the the Apex after party was cool because it was super awesome to be like in like that kind of like party environment, but just see it like filled with nerds, and I mean that in the most endearing way possible.
1: Oh, of course, yeah, definitely. Like that's like, that's seriously awesome. Yeah. Was it just like um, a just, just huge dance party, like just happening in the middle of the hall?
2: They. In the packs after party, yeah, there was a dance floor. Excellent. Um, just yeah, if it, you know, if you're in the area, where you get tickets, and you and, you and your buddies, you want to go and get your hands on, on on like this new game that you're super hyped for. This is what you go to. It's smaller, e three. Um, it's possible. Just hop in line, be patient. Sit, have a day dedicated. That's your pack survival guide. Have a day dedicated to lines. Uh, just get that out of the way. And then have a separate day to like walk around and check out the floor and buy stuff from the vendors. And
0: everything. I I recommend the order of doing that is buy go do like your vendor stuff first because no, sir. It, huh?
2: No sir, because in all of those lines they're giving out free promotional stuff, and you don't want them to run out.
0: Okay, because I was go, I was thinking the other way around. I was thinking like at some of these vendor things, you're you might miss out on on things that sell out.
2: Oh, yeah, actually you're. You're right. It's a double-edged sword because we were at the PlayStation vendor. They had like all these awesome, like Koji- Kojima Productions, like umbrellas and like random merch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "How much?" He goes, "Dude." And this is like the second day out of like four days. He says, this sold out." Uh, he says, um, "You can get them on the website." So you're <laughs> right. It just, I guess you just got to pick what you know. Yeah. So just, yeah, you're hey. right.
0: I mean, you sort of have to pick what you want to do if you if you're in line. Like if you if you're trying to get like the free swag, then definitely like stand in these lines, go do all that stuff. But like if you're the type of type of person that like loves but hates the vendor rooms because you spend so much money, definitely knock that out first. Like do the vendor stuff first so you can get your stuff and then like that next day uh stand in line. Yep. At least that's 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 my that's my approach well, to cons. I agree. But yeah. So that is episode 28 in the bag. Um CJ, it was great having you on this episode, man. Appreciate you coming out. I'm going to go ahead and roll out the red carpet for you, man. Go ahead and what uh, what what can people look, you know, look for you at and like what do you have going on right now?
2: Um yeah, so as you know, uh there's a channel Sasquatch Gaming um and uh, a while ago, we were making videos. But uh, having moved, being shown by new people, me and my buddy Jade, uh, we're thinking about bringing it back. And by thinking about, we're, like, so close to releasing new content. We're going to do rebranding, possible name change, and the channel's going to go in a different direction. Uh, something may not be super trendy, but an ex- we're just going to do what's fun. Um, hey, like, a game as random as Mario Sunshine on GameCube. That's that's still fun and it's still worth talking about it's like that's the type of content that we're gonna focus on
0: see and I I I respect that I appreciate that because you know a lot of people that start channels they feel that they have to play you know what's new they have to you know they they feel like they're forced to play play games that are like you know trending but at the end of the at the end of the day like you gotta do what you love and if you're not loving what you're doing why are you doing it
2: exactly yeah so we might be playing like ps and it's not just gonna be like uh a let's play format. it's gonna be a lot of like uh, video camera stuff yeah we might be playing a ps1 game one day and then so we might hear something totally random on like game boy advance okay. or it may... and it might go up to ps4 you know it's just it's totally random whatever's fun so we're just... it's just a celebration of gaming so that's what the kind of stuff we're gonna do
0: i love that yeah that's awesome all right and where, uh, where can they find this stuff your content
2: Uh, Sasquatch Gaming uh, is on YouTube.
0: Okay, so Sasquatch Gaming. So should they? Like, see, I know you're saying there's a potential name change. Um, Is there any other place that they could sort of find you at, just in case there is a name change?
2: Like, Um, like an Instagram
0: page or yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Once, once like the rebranding happens, then we'll launch the social media. Um, But if you just if you want to follow all that, just go to YouTube and then from there. Uh, information will be to be announced.
1: Yeah, we'll make sure we get your information in the show notes.
0: Thank you, sir. Alright, cool stuff. Rod, what you got for us, man?
1: I want to play more Control. <laughs>
0: that's
1: that's pretty much it. <laughs> I want to play more Control. There are too many games coming out. I think that's, uh, that's the lesson for the week, children.
0: Yeah. Damn. Like... What did I say? I was picking up Friday, Mont- yeah, Monster. Yeah, You said you Hunter. were
1: playing. You know, you said you were going to pick up Remnant and Monster Hunter afterwards. Oof. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I do know one thing: drink more water, moisturize the ankles, folks. Take your vitamins, eat your greens. Don't sweat the small stuff. Read more. Keep people around you that tell you the truth. Be humble. Commit to things, and listen. Your greatest struggles are your greatest lessons. CJ. Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. That was deep. (laughs) That hurt. That hurt. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up, because it's hard to wake up sometimes in the morning. Stop waiting for the perfect time, because there will always be an excuse to not be productive. Just do it. Use your front pockets if you're traveling uh, to carry your stuff, because if you don't, you're going to get pickpocketed. If you have life problems, don't run away from them face them or else they'll just haunt you and you can't do anything about it if you want to make a change in your life take it one day at a time ask yourself what can i do today to make that change you know all we're trying to do is help build people up that's what we're doing here just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't make them your enemy and rod ask you ask you this every week when was the last time you backed up your phone have you backed it up yet
1: I'll give you the same answer I give you every week. Nope.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Make sure that it's recent because if you mess up your phone, it sucks losing everything. Don't go to the grocery store on Empty Stomach. You'll buy up everything. Leave things better than where you found them. All my retail folks just cheered for me just then. Make the journey fun. If you're doing something, if it's not fun, what kind of journey is that if you're going to impulse on something and I feel like this tip right here is for all of us uh, with this you know this new gaming season uh, upon us right now if you're going to impulse on something and you talk yourself out of it save that money you're going to spend like just go ahead and throw it in savings because at that point you already spent it right? right clear out your voicemail I actually did this this past week clear it out because it's either full or you probably haven't even set it up yet. Sit up straight. Keep your shoulders back. Because uh, that's how you get poor posture. And that's why your back hurts. Buy a screen, a good screen protector. Listen. I hate cracked phones. You hate cracked phones. Just buy a really good one. So that if you drop your phone it doesn't break. Never under- miss, underestimate your worth. And Hey you listening to this podcast right now check to see if you're on wi-fi make sure you're not burning through your data and last but not least guys stay beastly peace out have a great week and we'll catch you next time